Welcome to the Social Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Missy. Thank you for listening. In this episode, we meet with Chad Campy, who is the owner and pretty much does everything for Flip Phone Events. He produces some of these crazy events around town, including everything from drag queens with bottomless mimosas to Golden Girls cruises. And he has sold out these events. There are waiting lists for these things. And he uses social media to drive all of the traffic and ticket sales for them. So let's get into this week's episode number 79, Drag Queens and Golden Girls, How Flip Phone Events Creates Viral Content for Social Media. Thank you for joining us, Chad. Thank you. I'm excited. So what is your background? Because I kind of want to talk about how you got into this space. <laughs> yeah, I got in uh, pretty in an interesting way. So I'm originally from uh, Massachusetts and Maryland, and I came here to McAllister College uh, a while ago. We're not going not gonna <laughs> to mention how long ago. And uh, after that, I was a teacher. I taught third, fourth, and fifth grade okay. for nine years. I went to New York to do my master's. Then I came back, and then I ran a small creative writing nonprofit awesome. for three years. What did you get your master's in in New York? Uh, education administration at Columbia. Oh, well, that makes so, sense with the education background yeah, yeah, teacher. Yeah, I was okay. like all prepped, ready to become a head of a private school or a head of school. Uh, and then the sort of, I changed lanes. Gotcha. So how did you, how did this get started? Yeah, <laughs> it started in 2011. Oh, wow. uh, one of my friends actually passed away. And so I wanted to uh, do a party to remember him. Uh, so we really loved Mariah Carey and music of that era. So I woke up one morning thinking, oh, flip phone, that describes that music era of Mariah Carey, of uh, Destiny's Child, of the flip phone era of music. Mm-hmm. So one of my friend's uh, cousins owned Honey in uh, Northeast yes. Minneapolis. Yep. <clears throat> so I sent him an email, and I, f- I found that email recently, saying, hey, I have this idea for a different uh, LGBTQ party that gets uh, people to give something outside of the bars. And so we did our first one on a Wednesday night. We got 75 people. I think the cover was $3. <laughs> we left. We were like, score. We have beer money. <laughs> yeah. This, yes. was, this was, yeah, 2011. And so that was sort of the building block where that then became a monthly party. We were moved from Wednesday to Thursday. Uh, the first time we ever had a drag queen was when we did uh, our Robin party on Valentine's Day. And that was the first time there were lines around the block and we sold out. And then from there, we slowly just kept on building. And so there was a while where I was doing both the teaching and running the nonprofit and running flip phone at the same time. Wow. I think I was at that Valentine's Day party because was it the tables? Was it in Honey? It was at Honey. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, so how do you come up with the different like the titles of the brunches and like what your theme's gonna be? Like the upcoming brunches you had, like you had Hamilton Drake last weekend, two weekends ago, Buffy the Vampire Slayers coming up, Shits Creek, Game of Thrones. How do you come up with those themes? I mean, there's so much that we just take and lovingly parody from pop culture without any cease or desists (laughs) (laughs) out there um, since we're doing a parody of what people love and the different fandoms from each theme come to the brunches. So it's a different crowd at every brunch based Mm -hmm. off what the theme is. So a Rihanna brunch is going to be very different than a Star Wars brunch. (laughs) And tell me kind of what happens at the brunches. Like what's the vibe? What's the lay of the land there? So my whole idea for the brunches is for uh, the two hours that you're with us that it's all smiles and all joy, that there's so much other stuff going on in the world that people 
I sort of see this as the new new way of church for some people. There are people who come weekly who just need their fix of the the love of the drag performers and the the audience. So they they get seated, they uh, order their food, and then we have about three to four drag performers who do three looks each based off of it. And then during that time, we do a birthday dance uh, where people raise money for Outfront Minnesota, which is LGBTQ nonprofit that right now they're working to ban gay conversion therapy in the state of Minnesota, which is still legal. Which is crazy. I didn't even know that. And so wow. we use Drag Brunch often to to get those messages out. Last year we raised out front a hundred thousand dollars. That's just amazing. At the drag they go around selling shots and they also uh, do the birthday dance. And then by the end of every brunch, everybody is up dancing, partying, and having a good time. <laughs> and uh, it's really the performers that make the brunches that we work with. Amazing performers. Twin City has some of the top talent in the nation and they really bring it for people. And the audience is very diverse. There's often um, people who are bringing their moms to drag brunch the first time. There's a group of lady friends, group of gay friends. There's groups (laughs) of people who just love the music. Uh, We have a really unique theme coming uh, next month. It's a Snoop Dogg and Martha on 420. Yes. So that one has gone I am going to this. I am going to this. Is it sold out yet? Because your Um, bunch of salt so fast. They sell out in like 30 seconds often. And then people always, they're like, this is rigged. I can't get tickets. I'm like, sorry. We sold out of 700 tickets in a few minutes. We added some on Sunday. It's actually Easter Sunday for that one. So there's still seats left for that. Um, But uh, people really, really get into it. So how do you promote the brunches? Um, A lot of time. I mean, we Facebook is the main way. So we put out a new theme and probably within five days, they get about over a thousand RSVPs. They always usually go viral. Uh, I sometimes have to use ad promotions and normally I only spend around a hundred dollars an ad per brunch a month. And so it normally picks up traction. Uh, we, we just reached, I think like almost 14,000 followers on Facebook. We just are almost at 11,000 on Instagram. So really the word word of mouth and people who are excited to do it. I, I really attribute social media to where we are today because I that's how people find out about us. And uh, our feed is constantly people tagging other people in things. <laughs> the, the hardest time is sometimes when people think the real artists are coming to the drag oh, brunch. People actually think what they it's... Do. <laughs> and then I'm like, it says drag brunch yeah. and the ticket is 11 or $12. Yeah, you don't come. think you're going to see Celine Dion for yeah. 11 or $12. <laughs> How um, so? You, would you you mentioned like social media is a huge part of what's contributed. How have you grown that following? And also, how do you have the connection with the drag queens? Yeah, so just knowing the different drag queens uh, and drag kings that we work with, all different types mm-hmm. of performers. Uh, that just going around the scene and seeing who I think would be a good fit. Uh, they also enjoy it because uh, the tipping is out of control at these brunches. <laughs> I, I see the dollar bills the yes. last one. I was like, oh my. Yeah, they can make over a grand. Um, and which is amazing for them because they put so much work into their art mm-hmm. and so to be appreciated. So they everybody always says yes when we offer it. So we're, we're so lucky to have them. Uh, I think one of the things we have been doing recently to grow our Instagram followers is mm-hmm. at each brunch we do a, a contest where we ask everybody to follow, Insta- uh, follow us on Instagram and then we pick one winner to get a shot from yeah. it. And so then that really helps Done. grow... <laughs> grow the the feed quite quickly facebook we really didn't do too much to get to the 14th i think it's just people tagging with photos i think the big thing is at events if you share photos and you share engagement 
people are into it. And I just looking at our Instagram metrics that last week, I think, even though we have 11,000 followers, over 11,000 people saw Wow. Like visited our So you're just page. crushing the algorithm. Yeah, no, I don't. I think it really helps too because we have a lot of the RuPaul Drag Race queens come in. Mm-hmm. And so then they share linking us and they have like over half a million to a million followers. And so then people stumble on our page. We recently did, did a Harry Potter drag brunch and Fifi O'Hara from RuPaul's Drag Race came in. And there's a great uh, a clip of her as Umbridge. Um, and that just went on Twitter like crazy and it gets over to a hundred thousand views just from people sharing it. So would you say Facebook or Instagram is where you get more of your engagement? Yeah. uh, Twitter where I'm finally learning. Yeah. It sounds like Twitter is like starting to get into that more. Yeah. It's not anywhere where Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. is, but it's really the Facebook events that really get people. The the hard Mm -hmm. thing with Facebook events, you can't really trust them all the time because we'll have events that will go viral where it's like 9,000 people have RSVP'd Mm -hmm. and then maybe you'll get a thousand. You never know. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really hard to predict the number of people you really convert. Because on a Facebook event, they're not actually RSVPing to the the bre- the brunch on Facebook, they have to go to a different ticketing website or do you do all that? They have to buy through- a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of ticketing system do you use? Uh, we use Ticket Leap. Okay. Um, and they have been wonderful since yeah. last year we had 33,000 tickets purchased through Ticket Leap, which is crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So they- what do you do with, because I mean, I've definitely had the problem where I like, I coordinate with a bunch of friends, like, let's go to this flip phone event. This looks amazing. And it, it sells out so quick. How do you deal with the backlash and the PR that comes with that? Yeah, I mean, I think you just have to communicate that the tickets are open at the same time for anyone. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of times where people are like, oh, we're bringing group of 40. Can we get tickets early? I say, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like people, or can we get a discount? I said, sorry, mm-hmm. it's $11 or $12. Uh what I keep doing is trying to have as many that we can open for the weekend. So we'll do three to five brunches a weekend. And so then if somebody's upset, you can say, well, there's still, it may not be the best time that they want to go because our Sunday night ones are at four and six 30. And so some people are like, I don't want to go because I have to work on Monday, (laughs) but it ends by eight 30 at night. And we've also been known to add Monday night brunches as well. If we sold out all the Sunday ones. So my goal is to just keep everyone happy by adding as many as possible. The biggest thing that's been happening now is there's so many counterfeiters. Okay, I was going to say, because I thought I saw a couple other ones pop up, and I was like, is this flip phone, or is this something else? Or selling our tickets on the page. It's some sort of new Facebook where... Okay, I've not seen that. So I have to approve every post, and so I have probably for every event about 20 counterfeiters and you can oh. tell i mean i people fall for them all the time i get really sad stories of people like i sent money to this person i get the tickets but there's a few like key things that you can tell mm-hmm. the first is they always have the same first name and last name like as a, a like their first name and last name are first names so like gotcha. laura jane or like tom fred mm-hmm. <laughs> uh second they are not based in minnesota at all and third, Gosh. they don't have any posts on their page. So you're like, this is a spam right. account. But people are falling Gosh. for it. Yeah, there's there's a crazy number. Oh, oh yeah, when man. you're in such a mad rush to get the tickets. Yeah, and, it's like you click on whatever links right. are there. You don't, you don't think about doing your research for it, which you should. But yikes. Oh, that's, so that's you, tough. Yeah, how do you deal with that? Yeah, how do you deal with that? So I, I don't approve <clears throat> any of it. But the big thing is that now they're getting into the posts within the page. And mm. when you write on posts for comments... 
you don't approve or not approve them. Yeah. And so something will be up for a while that I didn't catch because the social media team is me. <laughs> I was just going to ask, is it just you doing yeah, all the social just media? Me. It's me doing everything. So you're doing community management, posting, everything. Everything, wow. yeah. Um, I've always thought of having an intern or a helper, but mm-hmm. then I, I'm too much of a perfectionist. <laughs> <laughs> it's your baby. Yeah. It's your baby. When I'm not at events, I will... Uh, let somebody else sign into it and do posts, and I'm still watching it the whole time. That yes. people know, even when I'm not there, that my eyes are more like, "Oh, are those balloons blown up? Do the coloring sheets get out?" <laughs> that it's definitely my my baby. Are uh, you managing the events yourself and yep. everything too? So you're doing everything. Everything. I'll hire assistants per show or different people if I'm not there. But it, it's still managing the five to seven shows we have a weekend. So how many shows like over the course of a year would you say you do? <laughs> it has to be just yeah, a I mean, stupid amount. Let me get out your math machine yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I'd say on probably around 300. Wow. 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 That's crazy. And have you ever thought about raising the ticket prices because they sell out so quickly? Is this more of like, no. a, like a revenue stream or? Yeah. I mean, I think that because it adds up. So I think the 11 $12 is very fair yeah. for people because then everybody has to purchase an entree and then people get bottomless mimosas. You got to do the bottomless mimosas. Yep. And then you tip. Mm-hmm. And so I want to make sure people have money still to tip. Yep. And so it. I, right now, it's working really well. Uh, we did our first one in Chicago of bringing her, and that was great, but the restaurant changed hands, so we're still, that's our next phase, is looking to other cities to do this model drag brunch, as there's drag brunches all around the country, but ours really have a special energy mm-hmm. and feeling that if people have been to other drag brunches that they don't get. That was my other question for you, is like with the, you mentioned like the counterfeit with the tickets, but like, are there other types of events? I know I went to... Um, do you guys do the emo night? Yes. Okay, I was going to say, because I went to like an emo night and they had drag queens there. And I was like, is this put on by flip phone? So do you have multiple, are you doing a lot of other things, it sounds like, too? Yeah, no, we're doing a lot of other things <laughs> under the flip phone umbrella. So talk about that. Yeah, so emo night has exploded nocturnally. Mission R, one of our drag performers, has had this concept. So we started doing it at Honey. Yes. And next month, we're doing it at First Avenue. Oh, my gosh. And I love people, emo night. People go crazy for it. Mm-hmm. I'm a little, little older than the emo <laughs> generation, so. I don't know it as well, but she just DJ in the big pieces, adding the drag performers, mm-hmm. and it's a very mixed crowd too. So they're always yeah. it's always exciting to see how they they sort of um, they uh, accept and love the drag performers for it. So that is one of the we do our, a lot of First Avenue dance nights. Cool. Pride is a big thing we do. We do a lot of uh, bringing the RuPaul Drag Race queens in. Uh, our big thing we're doing next year is we're doing a Golden Girls. Tribute I was fan cruise. Just gonna ask you about this because I looked on your website, the Golden Girls fan cruise. How did this concept? Yeah, happen? so we, this will be our third year of doing our Golden Girls bar crawl, which we do every this year. It's May eleventh, uh, where we get eleven hundred people dressed up as Golden Girls going to bars. <laughs> That's so up. cool. So amazing. Uh, old people cosplay is really. Big, <laughs> uh, and th- just that alone makes get so many social media impressions of mm. just people walking down Hennepin, seeing hundreds of people dressed up as uh, B. Arthur, uh, and so the idea we went on a cruise this past uh, January. We've always been floating in and talking mm. with a few people about it, but we met the right cruise agent that we liked, and we're like, let's do this idea. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm a huge Golden Girls fan myself. And so we sort of 
put it out there and we didn't know the how much media we were going to get. Mm-hmm. It was quite overwhelming <laughs> that uh, normally I, I never say no to a media request, but I had to say no to probably 50 different wow. sources just because the moment we, ha- I have a friend who uh, writes for a gay blog who did the story and that was, mm-hmm. I didn't do a press release. I didn't do anything. Yep. And then from there it got picked up on CNN, the today show people magazine, Entertainment Weekly all printed portions about it. It was on Seth Meyers. It was on um, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, it was just on Ellen last week. Oh my god! Without any. <laughs> and so right PR, now we have, have an eight thousand person wait list, cabin wait list. What? So are you going to do another cruise? So we're going like to. You have to. We're going to do two back to back. And it's something we're going to keep uh, working on. We're yeah. we're working. Um, it's called Golden Fans at Sea. We're working with copyright issues. Of course, so, of course yes. <laughs> um, so we're just, for people who are celebrating, we have exciting people on board. Uh, Melinda McClanahan, Rue's sister, who played Blanche, is coming on board. And I talked to her on the phone. The sweetest lady uh, sounds exactly like her. <laughs> uh, and then we have two different Golden Girl drag troops. Uh, we have, um, one is called Golden uh, gays New York City that I want it's Golden Girls Live the original parody they've been doing it for 20 years in New York oh my god I love uh, that then we have a variety of other costume contests trivia uh, author of Golden Girls Forever uh, one of the writers from the show so all in all we'll have about 1500 people come through the cruise wow and do you just you're like are you just like sitting in bed and you're like hey this would be a cool idea let's try oh, it yeah. out my husband and I have like so many <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of the one probably the weirdest idea we've ever done was we did um, a strangers with candy Bjork themed drag show wait 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 what <laughs> so strangers with candy and Bjork we combined them together it was very odd but there was a niche and people came to it everything there's a niche for and so you, you to, just kind of find that and that's what makes these things go viral it yeah seems. I think and people just have a good time yeah. there's people who also know nothing about the themes who just love the brunches mm-hmm. who show up like a bunch of people that were at Hamilton who don't know and that's a that's yeah. not a beginner's drag brunch yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> because the music is intense and it's mm-hmm. and so people just love the experience of and it do does each weekend you have different drag queens or is it the same ones different ones uh, we work for a pool about maybe 15 to 20 okay um so based off of whom i think would be the best for that theme fit for that theme so when you're Earlier you mentioned fundraising. Do you do fundraisers at most of them or is that just At all s- the brunches. So selling shots and then the birthday dances. So is that something that you advertise ahead of time or is that something that people just learn about as they're at Both. the brunch? They know that Outfront. So Outfront is there. They get mm-hmm. to communicate. And Outfront has seen such a huge spike in volunteers and in donations because of those 33,000 people there at their workplaces they say okay let's do a fundraiser for our front ourselves so it's really really helping to spread uh, they, they're part of the Golden Girls Bar Crawls I, I always think that if there's a way to incorporate uh, fundraising into something it's worth doing it yeah, that, uh, that we've been very successful so I hope as much as we can give back so out front and the family tree clinic are the two nonprofits that we work with okay. I get every day lots of people are like can you do us a drag brunch mm-hmm. for dogs with Alzheimer's or different <laughs> just like different and I love yes. but there's only so much one how did you do. decide on those two specifically do you I, have a personal connection or did you just out front I think because of the work they do in Minnesota mm-hmm. and especially related to the drag performance yep. and family tree uh, since going to McAllister right now they're the number one leading a trans health clinic 
Oh. In the States. So I'm not familiar with Family Tree. Yeah, they're based in St. Paul. Oh, okay. And uh, they're looking to move to Minneapolis. And uh, they're doing an amazing, amazing work. Uh, people from six states travel to Minnesota to get trans health care. Wow. Because it's so hard in other states. Wow. And uh, they have affordable, um, and they they really know how to work with all types of people, mm-hmm. which is shocking in the healthcare yeah. system. That if you're a trans person going to just a normal doctor, there's so many hoops and different things you have to explain you have to you're nervous about it and so yep. just talking to people who go to family tree and the work they're doing has been amazing so we awesome. we try to raise as much for them as well um okay. and just getting the word about them and helping them move from saint paul to a bigger uh place in uh, minneapolis how do you um so this education that you're you're doing right now telling us about it how do you because you said people come to these brunches that don't have any idea what they're getting into. How much of the brunch is education about this fundraiser? Or how much time do you spend on social media educating people about Yeah, it's work? a mix of both. At brunches, there's a part when we explain that they're selling shots, mm-hmm. that we do maybe a 90-second spiel mm-hmm. of saying out from Minnesota's in the house. They're the leading LGBTQ nonprofit in the state of Minnesota. Right now, they're working to ban gay conversion therapy. Everybody claps. And then you say you can support them by buying a $4 shot. That union is nice to donate the, the alcohol for that or just give them money or they take credit cards. That's awesome. And so then they go around and do that. How did you get that partnership with Union? Because that, that seems to be like the staple place that these brunches yeah, are at. Uh, so the previous general manager, our first drag brunch was actually in the Boneyard space, which is now... Yes, I forgot about Piggy Boneyard. Bank. And it was a Dolly Parton drag brunch because I've always loved Dolly Parton. I want to do something. It's like, oh, maybe a brunch would work. And so that was four years ago and that sold out there. And then we moved to Maddie's on Main, okay. which is in St. Anthony, Maine, and then that closed. And then we were like, let's try it at Union on Saturdays because they were only having their brunches on Sundays. So they were all set. And you need a a restaurant who can take, uh, put out 166 dishes in 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. which not many places (laughs) can. (laughs) And so we've really fine-tuned it. Have you talked about like moving to other like locations or um, I get probably every week probably a different restaurant that wants to I'd be like bring all that traffic to me. (laughs) And right now we're just happy. Yeah, it works there. Yeah. Um, This Sunday we're working with a new venue, the Lynn Hall on Lindale. We're doing an all ages Disney uh, princess. Cute. Very cool. I love that. And so there will be kids and different people dressed in Disney. Where so we do one offs here and there, but this the steady drag brunches it's just because the system works and it's working really well. They're happy, we're happy. So is it really like so it sounds like there's like the planning phase where you're like, This is the idea I have and then once it's all ex- like kinda of set up, then you push that out <clears> on social media. Do you do any other promotion or is social the only area you Social you're is really the only Wow. I get calls all the time like advertising this magazine mm-hmm. or do this radio and I Especially for our consumers, I don't think that's where they're going. Yeah. So your Facebook and Instagram, that's Facebook, where... Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. And the key, too, I've learned with Facebook, too, is I have friends who work at Facebook, so you can get their ad credits. Yes. Um, yep. $250 a month. And so there's a few friends that I have worked there that have been very kind cool. and generous, especially with starting it up, that's of amazing. getting us and promoting pieces. And I really... I, I understand it pretty well with Facebook, but they change it every... Every yes, day. Every day. day. Yes, I like what something. it looks like. And they keep on telling me about my pixel as <laughs> like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Do I even want to learn about this? Because it's working now. And then Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited that we hit over 10,000 so we can do the swipe up yes, feature. That's always the goal. Um, 
So it, I, I, I've all been self-taught cool. for all the social media pieces. So I, there may be pieces that I, I don't know that I haven't. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, I think we're, we're pretty well versed in it. Is there, awesome. is there anything that you've tried on social media that, that flopped or that didn't work quite as well? They are actually getting stricter and approving things at Facebook. So a lot of two, and I've heard from a lot of other uh, gay promoters that they've been restricting things. So we've had some ads that haven't been approved that are mm-hmm. 100% fine um, because there's a drag queen in it or there's somebody wearing a tank top. Mm-hmm. Um, ridiculous things that I've actually had to go to my friends at Facebook and say, why is this not approved? Mm-hmm. They got it, got it approved just by going through gotcha. their ways. And so that is one of the pieces. Um, I think having an entity really helps. So like having a Beyonce, having something people really know really helps to propel the different pieces we do. Mm -hmm. Um, If things are a little more vague, it doesn't run to do as well on social media. Would you ever bring back, or maybe you do this, like bring back an event that went really well after like a year? Like Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why this, so we just announced Selena Brunch Day. This will be our third time. Okay, guys. So you do kind of do recurring. Yep, and we just try to bring new people, cast members, so it's different for the audience if they've been there. Awesome. So each Harry Potter brunch is different. So we just, and the performers are like, oh, I want to be in that again. But I always say that we like to just mix it up. Mix it up. Do you, you mentioned that you are doing one in Chicago, it sounds like, and expanding from there. What do we, what is going to be the future with flip phone events? Yeah, I would love to have brunches in a few cities going that follow our themes. Um, I would love this cruise to go well to sort of see what other type of cruising we can do. Um, It's been a really interesting process of learning the back end of the cruise (laughs) industry. It's very antiquated. All the bookings that the, our travel partner has to do, she has to call in. There's not like like on the phone on the phone. Wait, Weird. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. To like give the, all the information and the credit card information. There's no like portal that. Wow. So I, that was that was fascinating. Wow. Um, yeah, I think more travel based. One of the things I've always wanted to do is a drag camp. So finding a oh. camp um, and having drag performers do that. I love that. You know, my mind is always. Where do you get your inspiration from? It just current events and just staying on Yeah, trend? and just things I like and things other people like. Hot Topic is a great place to go for <laughs> inspiration. <laughs> I have not heard about Hot Topic in so long. <laughs> because they have, you can see what shirts are selling for people and where the fandom yeah. is for that. Um, contests are huge for us. So we have a lot of great local corporate partners where we'll do uh, giveaway a free hotel room if you follow them on Instagram. So our, our, I love, we work with AC Hotel, who we love. Mm-hmm. And so we've created great uh, social partnership for that. And they, they get 100 to 200 new followers a day when we do those type of contests. And so really working with our audience to sort of bring other places. And um, is it really just you going out there and networking and developing these relationships? Yep, yep. Gosh. And so do you think in the future, like let's say five years from now, do you see your team growing? Yeah, I think especially so. Especially if you're expanding. Yeah. Yeah. Especially <laughs> in other cities. How much can you handle? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, especially in when other cities. Um, but I think definitely having the same all over control that I, that I like mm-hmm. to to have. And is there anything new you can tell us about the brunches? Anything <clears throat> that you might be adding or changing up that you can share with us? Not really. Okay. I think it's keeping the same path yeah. that they are on. It's just different themes. The thing in the summer, the roof is off. 
a mm-hmm. union. And so we don't do as many of the, the cosplay brunches in the summer. Mm-hmm. There are more dance party brunches. Yeah. Uh, Pride this year, we're excited. We're going to be at First Avenue and 7th Street Entry. We're going to have both rooms because that's always sold out three days advance. And we have Manila Lazan from RuPaul's Drag Race that Saturday. Um, what else do we have going on? Our pool party is coming back. Wait, p- what? <laughs> we um, this is we rent out the Jewish Community Center and bring a DJ in a bar and have a pool party and drag queens. It kind of feels fun because you kind of feel like you're sneaking in to the <laughs> community center because there are very few pools in the Twin Cities that are public yeah. access that you can bring DJs and. How so did you? How did you even develop that relationship? Because I used to work at the Jewish Day School there. Oh, and so, so that's then how. I'm like, oh, okay, let me email them. They've been great to work with. So to just kind of bring it back, because when you when you when we first start talking, you said you started as a teacher, and then you moved into this. So what made you take that leap? Obviously, you had that idea, but what made you go full into? Yeah, this last event? year um, when I was working um, at the nonprofit, I had to decide. I had to pick one. I was like, I need mm-hmm. something needs my full attention. Mm-hmm. I can't work at both of these jobs at the same time. Yeah. And so I, I just looked and I said, I can definitely make this work. The brunches are going well. And this will allow me to expand to new things like this cruise and different pieces. And so I, I made the jump. And sort of my advice to people is make that jump because it will be okay. If not, you can go back to what you were doing. But if you don't, you'll always regret not doing that yourself. Love so that. you said you were um, going back to the social media piece. You're self-taught. You're just trying stuff out, and it, it happens to work. Where do you where do you learn about that? Yeah, stuff? I mean, I was in college in the early 2000s before social media was really anything. <laughs> uh, I was a media studies major at McAllister in cultural media, so I understand that piece of it. But Facebook wasn't there. We had Friendster. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That I actually made a lot of friends through Friendster <laughs> back then. Um, I think just watching YouTube videos and just playing around with it, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't, seeing what the cost is per click. I don't think anybody really knows what's happening with their Facebook spends. <laughs> I think that's the big secret that everybody just puts in the money and they see it work sometimes. And sometimes it just feels like a, a black hole. But I mean, I see it most by looking at I prefer to um, uh, promote an event for RSVPs than promote for purchasing for tickets. I see that really helps for people tagging. I think that's the biggest piece is getting people to tag other people in events. So I have one more question, and this is the video producer in me. Have you done any video advertising or have you thought about doing any video yes, advertising? Yes, yeah, we have um, a great video worker nice. who is from here who lives in New York who we do. And yeah, it, it also depends too how how intense Facebook is with music rights yep. at the time you put it in, how intense they are. Yeah, in we've, different... dealt, we've dealt with that, Pat, haven't yep, we? Yep, we sure have. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, they work. I, I'm still not convinced of having a video as the banner for an event is better than a still image. Mm. I find that we do better when we have still okay. images for videos, mm. but we have a pretty amazing ones for the brunches. We don't really ever seem to need that because they sell, but for the dance parties and the difference, we've had some great videos. And I'm also, I have a lot of videos that are just <laughs> on a drive somewhere too that I <laughs> have to get to that I just never, because it moves so quickly. Um, I find Facebook polls with an event 
are great ways to get people engaged of like, what's your favorite Beyonce song? And then everybody votes and is oh, sure. engaging and tagging people. Um, so that's a little secret that I don't see used that often. Mm-hmm. I love that. And then do you use any scheduling tools or are you just posting that content directly? I'm just like pulling up my live. phone. I'm just, yeah, I haven't really figured that out. I'm trying to get um, verified yep. is yep, the next, next piece. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, it's crazy just looking at the different um, insights. Yeah, our page had 114,000 impressions. Wow. That's amazing. And you you said you have how many followers on there? Uh, Right now we're at Um, 10,975. Give a shout out to all your social channels. It's Flip Phone Events. Is that? At Flip Phone Events. At Flip Phone Events. And then uh, Facebook.com, Flip Phone. Perfect. And then the website is flipphoneevents.com. And we'll put links to all of that in the notes on our website as well. This is amazing. Yeah. No, that. so it's just, I, love that. I think the key is just engaging content. Mm-hmm. And so many places are not creating engaging content. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, uh, especially with Instagram, when things are overthought and you can see the social media team behind that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think people really engage the grittiness. And sort of the freshness feeling. The more like the real and not overly stylized Right, stuff. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like you see a lot of the social influencers who have those, you can tell that the, they did 400 takes of this and this is them. <laughs> um, so I think it, it it's interesting to be flip phone as a social influencer, mm-hmm. but in ways and really connecting with things that our people care about. Because I th- I'm a big believer if you're pushing something and people are not going to buy it or use it to begin with they're not gonna no matter what you do to it so i think the product is key so all the links we talked about in today's podcast will be in the show notes at socialfeedpodcast.com slash ep79 thanks so much chad for being on today thank you the social feed is a production of hubbard interactive with music provided by minneapolis-based artist john atwell